folks. This is Jeff McIntyre, Strasburg from Sustainablog. We're here with another edition of Hanging with Sustainablog here on Google+. Uh, I'm here with my buddy, Freddie, of course, who, uh, you know, he's heard the cats are a big deal on the Internet, so uh, he said he wants to get in on that. Um, we've got uh, Zachary Shahan here today. Am I saying your last name right? Is it Shahan or Shahan? Shahan. Shahan. See, I, I knew I was probably saying it wrong. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Zach nope. is... <laughs> he is, Nobody has ever got it right, and it's it comes from Irish, but they changed the spelling when they moved to the U.S. Okay. Anyway, what you know, what uh, we want to make sure you know about Zach is that he is the site director at Clean Technica and Planet Save in the Important Media Network, and I know I said those right. Um, and uh, we brought him on today because uh, there's some big news in the electric vehicle space. This week, um, Zach, you want to uh, you want to tell us what uh, what's come up this week with yeah. these? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if I should start with context. We'll start with a little context. Yeah, yeah, I mean, go right ahead. Basically, I think people are mostly aware that that modern electric vehicles launched. Uh, I mean, just in the past couple of years with the Nissan Leaf and the Chevy Volt. Nissan Leaf being 100% electric and the Chevy Volt being uh, what they call an extended range electric or plug-in yeah. hybrid electric vehicle. Basically, it runs on electric completely unless it runs out of gas or sometimes when you accelerate really fast, I think. But uh, basically, there are some people who have owned a Chevy Volt and run it 100% on electric or 90% up in the 90s, a lot of people doing that. So... It's not a fully electric vehicle, but basically all of us electric vehicle bloggers are, I think, equally excited about those types of vehicles as about the 100% ones. Uh, they be, each have their upsides and downsides. But basically, it's, so these are new, really new cars, but in the past year, the growth has increased a lot, about 73% increased last year compared to the year before in, in electric vehicle sales. And the big deal is... Now that we're getting rolling a little bit and manufacturing has increased, the costs of electric vehicles have dropped. Like, I mean, they're gonna gonna, gonna continue dropping. This is gonna be a, a continual drop in the years to come. But right now, there's some huge news that the the Nissan Leaf, the 2013 Leaf, is is has a suggested retail price of twenty eight thousand eight hundred dollars. Now that's before the tax credits. So with the tax, with a seven thousand five hundred dollar tax credit from the from the federal government, you know, you get down to just about twenty one thousand. And with another two thousand five hundred, which I think is available in California and some other, maybe Oregon, maybe some other places, uh, you can get down to eighteen thousand dollars, eighteen thousand eight hundred dollars for a new Nissan Leaf. Uh, I don't know what the average price for a car is. I was about to look that up, but um, basically, that's you know really down there. Oh yeah, and I mean that's uh, I mean that's that's comparable to um, relatively cheap, you know, traditional cars. And, yeah, I you know I'm, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of luxury vehicles that are at least at that twenty eight thousand dollar mark, if not higher. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people will, will point out very aptly that uh, these are not 
you know the low end cars. These are mm-hmm. these are high end cars. I mean, you know, not a Porsche necessarily, but they are. Um, they're not they're not the low end vehicles. So they're really they're worth something in in themselves. Uh, I think I'm seeing average price of new. Oh, Zach, we we lost you here. Um, Zach is going to look up the the average price of a car, but let me um let me show you the post he was talking about while we uh, get him back on here. And yeah, we've got my cat. Oh, there you are. You're back. Yeah, I was gonna um, go ahead and and pull up the um the post from Clean Technica. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. While you're doing that, so I just go ahead. Yeah. I think the average price for new cars thirty thousand dollars. What I'm seeing on a Google search, real quick, right here. So that's eighteen thousand eight hundred after taxes is a huge, hugely you know, affordable price for a new vehicle. And the big deal about electric cars, I mean, is their fuel costs. Fuel costs are are much much lower than an average car. Uh, even before this recent announcement. We ran some uh, some calculations based on different assumptions uh, for driving. And for example, if you drove twenty thousand miles a year, and your average price of electricity was twelve cents per kilowatt hour, and the average price of gas were four dollars and fifty cents, you could get your money back and start saving money driving a Ford Focus electric, two thousand twelve, in just two years. Wow. So it's based wow. on different. I mean, everybody's got to look at their own assumptions, and we've got actually a we've got this another um, article where. Yeah, let me I, uh, let, let me just talk a little bit because this you know it pulls things up on the on the main screen based on who's talking here. But but there I've got uh, the one post that uh, kind of talks just about. Is that the one that I just kind of clicked over real quick because. This is the one I was just talking about. Yeah, this is about. the one we're discussing here, and yeah, you've actually got it broken down. Um, yeah. They, 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 can, can you talk a little bit about these assumptions? I mean, I know you just did, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've actually got it. There's an updated one at the top of this article. I think there's okay, a link. Let me... one. Based on feedback from readers and whatnot, that sort of focuses us on different assumptions, but basically. Okay. I mean, everybody's got to look at the assumptions for themselves. That's why we ran like ten different examples or something, just to okay. give different ideas, because it can change a lot depending on your personal habits. But um, I think the average miles driven a year are thirteen. Uh, yeah, about thirteen thousand four seventy six. So, for example, assumption the example number two. That's what we put for the miles driven assumption. Um, Twelve cents a kilowatt hour is about average for the U.S., but of course that ranges a ton across the country. Some places it's a lot lower, some places it's a lot higher. Um, average price of gasoline—that's a hard one because I mean it's—I mean it's easy to say what it is now, but over the next five years, right? That's hard to predict. Uh, I think three fifty is a really low ball. Uh, that's why I put four fifty in several of them. And the tax rebate assumptions based on you know the federal rebate or mm-hmm. uh, if you're in a state where you get an extra two thousand five hundred. Um, 
So I'll come back to the rebates because that's an, a topic yeah, I already. That's fine. Yeah, because you're right; those things vary greatly. Across yeah. The yeah. So everybody's got to evaluate for themselves. But basically, what we've found out doing these calculations is that a lot of people could be saving money on their cars, driving a comparable or even better car. That's that's actually why we did the updated post because we were apparently comparing the Ford Focus Electric to a car that wasn't quite as high of a standard, so we changed okay. it to a higher standard Ford Focus uh, that was more adequate. But anyway, um, yeah, you can be driving a comparable car and saving a lot of money after two years, sometimes, sometimes five years, depends on the assumptions. But, but that was based on 2012, and with these numbers from 2013 vehicles being so much lower, I mean... That's really astounding. Some people could be saving money from probably year one. Uh, and you know, the, and one thing I, I want to highlight here that, that you mentioned quickly, but but I think it's just critical to uh, to point out that that this is market driven. That that yeah. it, it's not just uh, it's not simply government rebates, nor is yeah. it simply just the the manufacturer saying, "Oh, we're just going to try out lowering the prices." That that the demand. Yeah. Is there to uh, to bring prices down? That's a great comment. I mean, that's something that really most of the populace doesn't understand regarding subsidies and uh, government policies in this in this respect. Is that if you have a policy to help get a product that's ready for market, to help get it to mass manufacturing, help get it to the public, mm -hmm. you know, make people aware of it, like they've done with the rebates, right. um, then. The, once the manufacturing starts to scale, starts to get bigger, uh, you get huge economies of scale. You get uh, huge price drops from the manufacturers as they develop more and more of these and have more and more market for it. So, yeah, initially, you know, the rebate was critical, but after a couple of years, uh, the manufacturers have really decreased the price so much from increased production increased demand and uh, just improvements in technology and, and the technology improvements will continue the battery there's a lot of people working on bringing down the price of batteries mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and one thing I know and I can't remember which of these articles and I think it was the, the last one that you were just discussing pointed out also that um, the engines on these things last a lot longer and yeah, this is something yeah, so, that. So, like, a, like you know, okay, even if you know by the assumptions you're making, you're not hitting payoff point till nine or ten years, and it's still relatively realistic with these cars versus uh, conventional. Um, gas yeah, cars, for the 2012 right? models. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's a great. I mean, I'm not a gearhead. I'm actually. Okay. <laughs> I haven't owned a car in about. Uh, eight years or something because I, I just think it's a better quality of life to bike and walk and live where right. I can walk and take mass transit. I just I love that. And uh, I'm but I have become a huge fan of electric vehicles over the past year or two because uh, they are so much cleaner than gasoline powered cars and I'm all about cleaning up our mess. And uh, they're just also pretty exciting and cool. It's, it's exciting to see this technology that might just take over the automobile market. It, it, uh, it is. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm not a gearhead either. I mean, I do have yeah. a car. 
I don't drive it very much because I don't have to at this point. Um, and, and again, my car is ten years old. Or say it's eleven years old at this point, and you know yeah. it, it doesn't look very good, and I don't care. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. You, so so yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not qualified to. I'm not a gearhead. I can't talk about specifics as well as a lot of people can. But we get. We have a lot of readers who are uh, gearheads and are electric vehicle gearheads, and that's one comment that you see repeatedly is that. An electric engine or electric motor is extremely simple, mm -hmm. and uh, what we have in current, you know, ICE vehicles they call them, internal combustion engine vehicles, is that is a very complex system with a lot of moving parts, and this all wears out. As anybody who owns a car or or as has owned a car knows, you have to get this fixed and then that fixed and then this fixed and then that fixed, and uh, it's a real pain in the butt, and it costs a lot of money. And yeah. electric and electric motors, they don't have this issue. You know, they're just simple, and uh, they don't have those maintenance costs. So yeah, there's there's big savings in the maintenance costs, but even much bigger in the fuel costs because an electric engine is much more efficient than a gas engine. It uh, it produces the power needed much more efficiently. And electricity is relatively cheap. It's also a lot more stable than the price of oil or gasoline. Uh, so you have a much more stable projection of what the cost of the vehicle will be, and a much cheaper, much cheaper fuel costs. Let me, if you let go solar, you get free. Yeah. I mean, if you're charging while while the sun's up. And then that that was that was something I was going to bring up here too, because because the other the um, the criticism that gets thrown back at us when when we talk about electric vehicles in this way is, oh, you know, you're just moving the emissions from the tailpipe to the power plant. That, yeah, uh, you know, here in the United States, I mean, our use of coal has dropped incredibly in the last couple of years just because of the, the natural gas and fracking boom. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I mean, but, but, you yeah. know, still, I mean, most of our electricity comes from, from dirty sources. Well, well these are definitely, I mean, the thing is we learn something and then when it changes, even if it, you know, we learned it a few years ago. After everything's changed, we think we still have the right information in our head yeah. uh, that we learned three years ago. And the, the thing with clean tech and the energy industries is changing so fast that you really have to be paying attention almost, you know, weekly to to see right. what's actual, what right. the actual state of things is. Coal is uh, last I saw coal is dropping below forty percent of our mix. I, I, yeah, I've seen it in the thirties. That's yeah. Last year, uh, natural gas has been booming, of course, which is cleaner than coal, uh, but not 100% clean, of course. Right. And that's a very hot topic. But wind and solar have been booming. Uh, last year, wind power, this is one of the biggest stories recently, wind power, there's more new wind power than natural gas power on the U.S. grid. So yeah, yeah, that, that just gets missed. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of focus on the natural gas boom, and that's probably because the natural gas industry has great PR people and a lot of money to spend on it. Yes. But uh, wind, wind, there's more wind, and solar is the fastest growing type of form of energy. And so together, solar and wind have been booming more than natural gas, even though, you know, we don't really see that as much in the mainstream mm -hmm. media. Uh, so basically, the grid is getting a lot cleaner, and it's going to keep keep getting a lot cleaner. But even last year, the Union of Concerned Scientists did the most comprehensive study to date on uh, the, em the emissions of electric vehicles 
on different grids mm -hmm. to the emissions of gas, gasoline vehicles. And uh, even on very dirty grids, electric vehicles are cleaner. Uh, and, and, yeah, that efficiency element you mentioned earlier, it is that that tends to get ignored. But, uh, but yeah, electric vehicles yeah. just use energy so much more efficiently. Yeah. So, I mean, you got you got that issue, the efficiency and the fact that they're already cleaner. Yeah. You got the fact that you pointed out that the grid just keeps getting cleaner. So they're going to keep getting uh, better compared to gas vehicles. And then third is one that some of our EV writers have focused on more is that you can't really, you can't say an electric vehicle is dirty just beca because there are some places that burn coal and natural gas. An electric vehicle is clean. It has zero emissions. Mm -hmm. And it's right, just, right. you know, you're talking about two different issues. And it's, uh, I mean, I do it. I've done it. Everybody does, does it almost. But the, the guys who I've, you know, read real closely to, to learn about this topic make that really good point is that, it's a sort of a, I don't know what the English term is, red herring or red herring or what is the... Probably either a red herring or a straw man, depending on... Yeah, so yeah. depending on how you're using that argument, yeah. yeah. And uh, so so that's like a big, a big you know, myth to sort of debunk. But, but also, um, uh, you've, you've got an option. If you go electric, you can also go solar. Right. And... Uh, a huge majority of people who have gone electric, who have electric vehicles, have also gone solar because it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can fuel your vehicle with your solar power, uh, presuming that you your car is at home during the day. If, it's, if you're, you're driving your car to work every day and you're gone most of the time when the sun is up, then you're not going to get a lot of power from your solar panels probably. But... But for many of us, you know, you can charge in while you're at home during the day and, and uh, not have, you know, not use any fossil fuels to run your electric vehicle. So and that's... And ultimately use it as, as a storage device, which... Uh, yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I know there's all sorts of interesting possibilities yeah, you, on, on that front, too. I mean, yeah, you know... Probably, you're great with those really cool uh, do-it-yourself and... Uh, you know, uh, self-reliance kind of stories. Yeah. You, you want and, to talk about some of those probably that you've seen? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what what actually comes to mind in that case, um, and I know Lester Brown has talked about this continuously, it is um, pairing wind power and, and electric vehicles. Yeah. Um, and, and because you do get a lot of wind generation at night, um, yeah. so, so the car itself then becomes, yeah, a, a storage facility for that that energy that that otherwise it is probably you know I mean going to waste it's a, you know I mean most people yeah. if they're using those kind of renewable systems don't have a you know the, the big battery backup that that you would need to to really store it so so EVs can become that that storage device. yeah I know, I know you and I are both a big fan of Lester Brown he's he's definitely yeah he yeah just I mean, you want to talk about just interesting ideas yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is really this is a very this is one from my experience. You know, keeping an eye on the utility industry and uh, what's happening with the energy industry. This is one that I don't really I don't see real clearly how much of an impact this will have because some people think it'll have a huge impact mm -hmm. uh, and some people less. So uh, the impact of the EV storage with uh, renewables, but. 
but basically, there's a lot of potential there. And I, I saw the, the head of the Florida Power and Light utility, one of the largest utilities in, in the country. He was quite excited talking about that possibility. So it seems like something that could really make a big difference. Uh, additionally, so I mean, for one, wind power, yeah, is generated a lot at night. And, um, and you can, uh, you know, use that to charge electric vehicles because you're probably going to charge electric, sure. electric vehicles at night. But even just uh, in general, the grid is built where, you know, you have to have a baseload amount of power running mm -hmm. to, keep, uh, to keep everybody on, on, on the grid uh, with electricity. And because the older power plants, coal, nuclear, um, because they take a long time to start up and shut down, they often are running at night even when there's not need for electricity. So there's just a wasted, uh, wasted power generation. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you put you know, more electric vehicles on the grid, presuming you're charging them at night, it's not actually an issue. That's another reason why it's not actually an emissions issue because they're not really requiring more generation up to a certain penetration level of course but for, for where we are now and for where we all where we'll be in the next five you know five years probably it's not an even issue because yeah. there's that excess power going on right now and by that time you know we've got renewables i think will be really dominating uh, they keep up at the pace they're going it did, did yeah. certainly would think so we had somebody join us here is it bill yes uh, from california I'm sorry, can you say that again? Bill from Gallup, New Mexico. Gallup, New Mexico. Okay, there you broke up just, just a little bit. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for jumping in here, Bill. Um, yeah, we, uh, we are part of 